I saw a line some time ago that's attributed to the uh, film director, the comedian, actor, Woody Allen. And he said, you know, I don't want immortality through my work. I want immortality through not dying. And he said, I don't want to live in on the hearts of my countrymen. I want to live in my own apartment. And I heard those words with great, great interest because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We want to keep on living. We want there to be some better way. It's kind of like when the Christian missionaries landed on the island of now what we call England. They were taken immediately to see the king and his cabinet there, the king of Northumbria, back in the 6th, 7th century. And the missionaries explained the gospel and what had happened and how Jesus rose from the grave. And after sharing the gospel, somebody on the cabinet asked, well, can this religion tell us anything about what happens after death? And that's the question. And friends, that's why we've gathered here today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is God's answer to all of our questions, all of our fears, all of our concerns, all of our doubts and sorrows. It's the assurance of our hopes and dreams. And Easter changed everything. God took the worst possible situation, the brutality of his very own son, and turned it around and used it for good. And it altered history forever. And Easter changes everything. And so today, every time you are putting there in your APA, your term paper, the date down, it's referencing this point. Every time you write a check, every time you buy something and you have to date it, Every time you write, in the year of our Lord, it's the event that split history. And it's the most important event of all time. And yet more, it's still changing lives today. And the purpose of Easter is not religiosity. It's not for religious people. If you're not particularly a religious person and you have little or no religious background, this is your holiday. This is for you. And frankly, I cannot think of an Easter in recent memory where there was a bigger need for hope than in this day. Something to breathe life into us, something to kind of change the trajectory of all of the trauma and the angst. Everything from road rage to scenes and images of war across the world. People are looking for hope. Maybe a couple years ago, you felt like you were on top of the world and everything was going really great. And now it seems we find ourselves faced with circumstances that we could have never predicted. And we wonder where in the world things will be a year from now. And nobody ever wants a season of tough times. But it has a way of making you ask, what really counts in life? And so are you building your life today on something that is a really sound and solid foundation? That even when these circumstances come into your life that are so beyond your control, 
that you can still stand and know there is something better to come. And frankly, that's why I've been looking forward to this day all year. We gather today with millions upon millions of people, well over a billion people today to celebrate the only hope capable of sustaining us through it all. And we're not gathering like for 2,000 years, all the billions of people and others today standing to say, well, inflation has risen. It has risen indeed. We didn't turn out to say that gross national product has gone up or that the dollar has risen or the unemployment rate is starting to climb back or Apple or Google or Twitter or whatever it is is finally taking off. But no, the only hope that has held up human beings for some two millennial across every continent and all the cultures is Jesus Christ is risen. Even with poverty and disease, even with tremendous gut-wrenching loss and anguish, pain and hardship, death itself, Jesus Christ is risen. And all of our hopes and dreams are centered on this. All of our sorrows and heartaches find relief in this. It's the day that God triumphed over defeat. It's the day that God said, this is enough. And they took Jesus out and they lashed him with a whip and they put that incredible thorn uh, on his brow and pressed it down. And then they paraded him through the narrow streets of Jerusalem and made a spectacle out of him and took him outside Jerusalem and there nailed him to a tree, to a cross, and left him to die. And that day ended in great pain. And then there was a silent Saturday and then, as was read the first day of the week, a new day began to dawn. And those who made their way to the garden tomb, they made this breathtaking, history-making discovery which transformed not only their lives, but the entire world and for years to come. And nothing has ever been the same since. And they thought they had defeated him, but out of that defeat came this tremendous triumph. Let me just remind you of key points that we're talking about here today that took place. One is that they defeated Christ and they sent him to the tomb. But we know that Christ overcame the power of death. And note as they went out to the tomb that morning, there was an earthquake. And the stone was rolled away. You know, out of the Grand Canyon, they've been for some 87 years rolling a large stone over the Grand Canyon for this moment. And an angelic being announced, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified and he is not here. For the power of death did not overcome him. And the power of death was made weak by the power of God. The tomb could not hold him. The guards could not contain him. The enemies around him could not keep him. And that dawn brought a new sunrise upon this earth. That new day transformed everything. What makes the difference? It's Jesus Christ is risen. Everything now is seen from the standpoint of that day. And Jesus is a bridge to life. 
a few years ago here in the West Ohio Conference, I know there was some uh, camp that was going on, and I forget which camp it was, but some of the lifeguards were instructing all the campers on safety when it comes to swimming. And one of the things the lifeguard said is, don't swim alone, always swim with a buddy. And at the end of the day, they were quizzing some of the campers, and they said, now what does it mean to have a buddy? And one of the campers said, well, somebody to drown with you. <laughs> and friends, Jesus has come to drown with us, to go through the pain and the struggles and the hardship, and to say, come unto me, all of you that are going through pain, and I will give you rest. There is a better way and to change the darkness to light and the despair to hope. Jesus was willing to die to make a bridge to tell us there's another way. And this new reality touches all of our lives. They defeated Jesus secondly and all who loved him mourned, but he said, rejoice. It was a complete roundabout. And for two days, he really had brought everybody to mourning, and the women went there to anoint his body with spices, but a time of mourning was suddenly turned into this incredible time of rejoicing. And Easter, friends, still means that today. Our times of mourning can be transformed. Those gut-wrenching times, those horrifying moments even in the midst of them, we can find our way through it because Jesus Christ has risen today. I know many times get, you know, life gets us bogged down. Heartache, it seems like nothing good is happening in our life. Life seems so stale and vapid and like, how are we going to manage? How are we going to put one foot in front of the other? It kind of reminds me of the guy who went fishing one time and he went to this farmer's pond and started fishing and the farmer came out and caught him and he said to the man don't you see that sign there and the man looked over and saw the sign and it said no fishing and he said well whoever painted that sign sure had it right you can't catch anything here <laughs> there are so many times in life where we're out fishing in life whatever it is and we can't catch a thing we just want to give up and you remember the story that after the resurrection that Peter said, I'm going to go fishing, guys. And some of the disciples went with him and they fished all night and they caught nothing. And early the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore and he called out to them and he said, hey, guys, have you caught any food? And they said, no, we haven't caught a thing. And he said, well, cast your nets on the right side of the boat and you'll have all kind of fish. And they did. And they were amazed. And you know, at times, in spite of Easter, we keep looking, don't we, on the wrong side of life. We keep looking on the wrong side of our boat. We keep looking and we see it's empty. It's filled with pain. It's filled with horror. It's filled with such doubt and confusion. And in those times where there's no fishing, God says, friend, I've got a different way. But then notice with me also that they defeated Christ and put an end to what he began. But he came back and he said to them, he assured them, there is no end. And a new beginning grew out of what was indeed by all accounts a very tragic end. 
And Jesus said to the women, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. And it was not the end. And no one could put an end to it. And he had lit a fire in the hearts of the disciples that the world, that the Pharisees, that the guards, that no one could extinguish. And in fact, Jesus had told them earlier, all the way back up on a hillside in Galilee, sometime before, he said, you are the light of the world and let your light so shine before others. And it was a light of resurrection, a light of true hope and no darkness. And no one has ever been put really that to bed. The message of Easter is still the same, my friends. Do not fear, do not be afraid, for Jesus Christ is risen. Now, there's a lot of doubt out there. We're living in a time of doubt, aren't we? In fact, you are doubted every day. Every time you try to log onto your computer, you try to swipe onto your tablet or unlock your phone, you are doubted. And it asks, are you really who you say you are? And yes, here's my password. Here's my facial recognition. Here's my fingerprint. Here's my key code. We are all doubted like that several times a day. It's just become the fabric of who we are in this world. And you have to make up a new password. You have to get your passbook notebook out. You have to get your user ID. And you have to always prove, whether it's two-factor authentication to get on your bank account or wherever it is, that you are who you say you are. It's a common problem, but I remind you it's nothing new. Because during the ministry of Christ, he was doubted all the time. People bewildered at him and asked, are you really who you say you are? And that's the question that still, even to this day, hangs in the air, doesn't it? Is Jesus really who he says he is? The resurrection matters today, not just because it was a true bodily historic event, but the resurrection matters, not just because it happened long ago, but the resurrection matters because just as it happened once, the Bible says it's going to happen again. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, here's what happened already. Jesus rose from the dead all right, but here's what's going to happen to those who believe in him, those who accept Christ as their savior, you're going to rise too, and you're gonna have a front row seat to death's destruction because the resurrection of Christ is a sign, it's a promise that God is up to something really, really big. You know, I've been asked in my life a lot, how have you faced the pain that other people have gone through? How have you walked alongside uh, families who've lost a little three-year-old? How have you been with people that have just faced unimaginable problems? Pastor, how have you survived the loss of your father in 2003 in just horrifying circumstances? How have you faced all these challenges of ministry? And I'm happy to tell you, it's Easter. It's Easter. Here's a fact of life. Friday was the day of suffering and misery, tremendous anguish. Saturday was the day of doubt and confusion, great loss and misery. 
But Easter, that Sunday, was the day of hope. And that's a fact. You are going to face that over and over and over again in your life. And when you do, you're going to find yourself asking those three fundamental questions. What do I do in my days of pain? How am I going to bear this? How am I going to get through? And number two, how do I get through my days of doubt? How do I manage all this confusion, this chaos? And certainly the third question, how do I get to the days of joy and victory? And your answer is Easter. For Jesus Christ today is risen. Shall we pray? Holy God, thank you so much for this incredible day and for this opportunity to come together and to shout hallelujah, he is risen. And Lord, to seek you, your spirit of peace and love that it might be on all of our hearts. For we know this is a, a day and a time where there's so much anguish, loss, bewilderment, confusion, uncertainty. But Lord, we also know it's a day of hope. And we come before you today. Ask for your peace that passes all understanding to be upon hearts and lives. Fill us and lead us, we pray, by your spirit. In the name of our risen Lord, amen.